What up, what up, everyone? This is uh, Matt DeMarinas from White and Blue Review, uh, sitting here with Johnny Atawa from the Omaha World Herald after Nebraska Creighton volleyball match that goes in favor of the reigning national champs in five sets. Um, Huskers rally from an 0-2 match deficit to take the final three and move to, I think, 16-0 all-time. Depends on what you look. Against. Eighteen and zero, I think, in Nebraska's record. But oh, think, really? Okay. Well, I think they got. I have to double check it, but I think when they, when Creighton restarted its program, like they don't count the first two matches or something like that. Really? I don't know. Creighton doesn't, or Nebraska doesn't. Creighton doesn't. Hmm. Something like that. Interesting. There's a discrepancy. Well, there's definitely an O in one of the columns, though. We Creighton has never. That. Creighton has never beaten Nebraska, and it stays that way. Yeah. The only the only time Creighton got him was in a spring match, which obviously doesn't count, but. Um, and who knows about those secret scrimmages behind closed doors that we don't know about, too. Uh, but, yeah, Creighton, or Nebraska, stays, or maintains their supremacy over the state at the D1 level. Um, and, I, you know, in front of, uh, I guess I should say, 14,022, which is uh, a new record for a regular season match in volleyball history, so... Uh, it was quite an environment, quite a match. Um, John, I'll let you swing away at some of your thoughts here on just what, you know, how things transpired from your perspective. Yeah, I mean, it was a really incredible atmosphere and um, two really talented teams that faced off. I mean, I think you saw toward the end of the match, Nebraska's talent went out. I mean, they had the best player in the floor on the floor in Michaela Becky, and she proved it down the stretch. Um, and I don't know. There were a lot of things that sort of led to the the way that the match concluded, and Nebraska's ability to complete the comeback. But to me, I mean, you're, if you need your best players to perform in an environment like that, and Nebraska they had that. They, they yeah. got key plays from a lot of different people, namely Michaela Becky, who had an impact in seemingly every aspect of the match. Yeah, because she was really impactful in the back row too, and in serve receive, like right. That, and that, that serving. Is, yes. She, I mean, she's in, she's she did a, everything. The complete package. Probably, and at know. the net. How many blocks did she have? Like, uh, she went up five. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, she made a big impact all over that. So, she ended up with, what, four aces, 13 digs, five blocks to go along with 25 kills, and she hit 351. So, 25 kills, only five errors on 57 swings. Just And she started incredible slow. Performance. She started she slow, did. too. I mean, I think she had, like, Maybe um, two kills on ten attacks to start, or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Just in that first match, first I think set, the first two sets, she uh, through the first two sets, she was what eight, eight had eight kills, eight kills through on two sets. about nineteen swings. Yeah. So you know she had seventeen the final three sets. That's that's a lot, right? Yeah, she was she was the player of the match for sure. I think what what stands out to me, and I, I, I this is probably a simple simple bit of analysis but I kind of laugh because it's it always rings true and you know you hear your great coaches say it all the time not just Kirsten Burns Booth is one of them who says it all the time but you, you know you hear Terry Pettit say it um, John Coke will say it like serve and pass is just the name of this game like it's it's a simple I guess it's a simple statement to say that serve and pass is you know kind of how you're going to win or lose um, but it really played out tonight. I thought, I thought Creighton was definitely the better passing team in the first two sets. Like, I didn't think it was close. And then in the last three, <clears throat> with the exception of, I think, the end of set four, Creighton started to get a little bit of that 
aggressive serving mojo back. Um, they were kind of serving Nebraska out of system, and it helped them uh, chip the lead down to, I think, two uh, when Nebraska had set point. So, uh, but with with that withstanding, I think I thought Nebraska controlled that area of the, of the game or that area of the match, the final three sets, just like Creighton did in the first two. So that was the ebb and flow just in terms of that and the way the back rows were receiving serves, the way teams were able to control Keep, keep the opponent out of system, I thought, dictated the entire the entire match all through one through five sets. Yep. I mean, that's, you're right. Yeah. Cause, I mean, that's going to Coach Booth, that was her assessment, the biggest keys in every game for serving pass. And then Creighton, especially in set two, was really serving with some swagger and some aggressiveness. Like, they had this sort of strut about them when they were at the service line that you could tell that they were pretty confident with the with the uh, um, the call that was being made and their ability to execute it and they and Nebraska was all over the place you know partly you know I'm sure that the Huskers would say that they could have handled it better but they I mean you got to give Creighton some credit for that yeah. and I think that fed into like when you stand at the service line and deliver a good ball like I think it, it it's that confidence that you have as a server, it feeds. I mean, it's contagious. The rest of the, the rest of the team feeds off it and just kept building in a positive direction for Creighton. But they kind of find it after um, after halftime, mm-hmm. and Nebraska kind of found it that that sort of confidence and started controlling this. The I mean, they they began the third set with a major statement, went in six of the first seven points, and um, a couple of them were because of directly because mm-hmm. of they were really quality first point, serves. First point right at halftime was, was an ace. Yep. So that, that, set, that set the tone. Set the tone and, and Creighton just couldn't adjust after that. So it, I think it, you know it's disappointing for, for the Jays because they not only because they were in a position to win obviously up 2-0 but mm-hmm. they knew Nebraska was going to come out with some sort of response and make some adjustments but um, in the moment Creighton just could not figure out how to I guess readjust. Sure. You know, okay hey this is what What's, what's our answer going to be? What's our solution? How do we solve this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, now that Nebraska has sort of settled back into the match, how do we um, do enough just to hold them off and get a victory and Creighton couldn't figure it out? Yeah, I mean, they were playing They were playing catch-up each of the last they three led, sets. They led once. Yeah, I think one nothing in the fourth. One nothing in the fourth. Yeah. In the fourth. What was it, the fourth? Okay. Yeah. Because um, Nebraska jumped out to a 2-0 lead in the fifth. Okay, you're right. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was just they were playing catch-up the last three, kind of like – you know, it, it's it's crazy because there were like I guess three really big momentum shifts, um, just within the match itself. So Nebraska was the first team, the first maybe eight or nine points of the match were back and forth. No one had a lead bigger than two, I don't think. Um, they were just trading points, trading side outs, and Nebraska got a little bit of a cushion there. They took a 13-9 lead. Creighton had to call a timeout. Um, it kind of felt like they were. The Huskers were seizing a little bit of the momentum of that first set, and after that timeout, Creighton stole the rest. Of, I mean, they 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 seized it back, um, rallied Turn, to. Taryn Cloth kind of seized it back. Taryn Cloth did seize it back, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> she was everywhere in that. Yeah, we'll the end get, of that first set. Absolutely. Um, I think she ended up with eight kills on ten swings, no errors in that first set. She had a big block, a big ace, um, and Creighton ended up rallying to win it 25-22. And then the second set was all Jays. Um, 25-19 is probably is a closer score than that second set was. Just kind of kind of like how the 25-18 was closer than the third set. So both teams kind of had their way with the next two sets. Um, but just once the momentum switched back to Nebraska, Creighton never really could 
get over the hump again. It yep. was just they were just constantly using all their energy to kind of just stay with Nebraska instead of um, get a little momentum themselves. And uh, I think what stands out to me maybe is, um, I mean, just when we talk about it, it's easy to cross over sports a little bit here. They say soccer, in soccer, a 2 nothing lead is the most dangerous lead in that, in that sport. And just watching Nebraska and John Cook and obviously Michaela Fecky, who's a lot of, had a lot of experience in these types of matches, I feel like a 2 nothing lead is very dangerous against Nebraska just because you, you just you land these haymakers and you push them, you push their backs against the wall, and then like you have to maintain that edge one more time to have enough of a killer instinct to put them away, except here they are becoming, now you have to face this desperate team, and I think when they're desperate, they're at their most dangerous, because I've seen them come back from 0-2 deficits against teams that could easily win national titles, and they, you know, they just have a pedigree for rising to the occasion when that moment, or when that moment shows itself, when it's time for them to respond or fold, they just never fold. It's just that championship pedigree that's just, you know, just in their foundation of who they are. And I think, uh, I, you know, I had tweeted something out that when Creighton was up to going into intermission, I felt like that was, this third set was a tone setter for the rest of the match almost. Like the whole thing kind of reset because Nebraska's had so much experience of just taking someone's best shot, um, regrouping, and then finding enough to, you know, dig down deep and rally and just take control of the match. I've just seen it too much. I felt like that was the third set was going to really tell the story of how the rest of it went, yeah. and it did. I mean, yeah. it's just impressive to watch that team, um, the resolve they have. Even as, like, y- you think, you know, you get, like, fat and happy with all the success you have, and you maybe lose some of that will and some of that fight and some of that hunger. Um, but whenever you whenever you punch them, they've, they've got a counter punch. You can rarely knock them out um, with those early shots. You kind of have to sustain you always have to sustain their counterpunch, really. Yep, it's pretty and, impressive. And be ready for it because it's coming. And and Creighton, they they say they were ready for it. They talked about it, but they they just couldn't figure figure out a way to keep themselves from staggering and stumbling mm-hmm. and sort of teetering. And and they they never wilted, but they just couldn't find that precision and that sharpness that they had to start the match. Um, credit Nebraska for that. I, I mean, we talked about the service game. Because obviously Nebraska, how they served in set three was a big deal, and continuing on after that. But I thought the way that Nebraska sort of set the tone at the net too, and maybe that was a byproduct a little bit of their service, just keeping uh, Creighton out of system. But um, they had four and a half. They were credited four and a half blocks in set three, and there were countless more balls that were tipped or deflected and mis- misdirected. Their block touches were a lot better. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. just. I mean, like there were there were points where. There are rallies where where Creighton had multiple attempts to get it up to the other side of the net and couldn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, they they built a wall up at the net and uh, and it just it felt like that knocked Creighton out of rhythm because then later on in the match, even when the Jays had a little bit more, they created more space and had some a little bit more openings, fewer uh, double block situations. They had or if they hit it around the block, they, there are errors, you know, mm-hmm. hit it long, hit it wide, just couldn't find that groove, that, that, uh, that rhythm, like, for lack of yeah, a better Yeah, I mean, in the, they this sport is a major mojo sport, like, you feed off of just the energy you get from, you know, big plays like that, and when you can't put them down, that's like, that's all that mojo goes over to the other yeah. side of the net, and you kind of have to fight against that, you have to combat it, 
you know, instead of it being, it's, 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 it's like razor thin. Um, the, emotional, the emotional ebbs and flows. Especially of, in a sport. match like this against a team that, in my opinion, just, I mean, the results kind of show it too, that is better than you, that has more talent than you. Um, I think Nebraska has more talent than Creighton, and if Creighton is going to, not by much. I mean, we saw yeah, yeah, it's it's really not, competitive. But I don't I think, think it's like a on on. I don't think it's a hurdle. I don't think it's right. yeah, it's an insurmountable hurdle for Creighton. But, but yeah, you're right. But though. you have to play. You have to. I mean, you have to kind of take care of all of the little things yeah. in a match like this, and, and Creighton just wasn't able to do that in the final three sets. Mm-hmm. So, but it was a lot of fun, man. Like yeah, the um, the crowd's reaction to every time Michaela. Becky wound up and <laughs> put the hammer down. Even, I mean, from her, the, even from the back row, she has an incredible amount of power. Yeah, I mean, you the figure velocity like, on that yeah. thing. And, and the crowd knows it, too. There, yeah. There's this huge roar every time she hit. Um, actually, what was even more fun was, was were the, it was rare, but the situations or the, the plays where um, her attacks were dug out by Creighton, whether yeah. it was Brittany Witt or uh, Alexa back there, finding a way to keep that ball from hitting the floor that you heard sort of this like ooh and ah and like what mm-hmm. sort of reaction from the crowd uh, <laughs> on those plays um, which was that was a lot of fun too and there were some really thrilling rallies where you had players diving all over the place I feel like oh yeah um, I this mean, is a really I think I feel like both back lines uh, uh, back row players both teams back row players were um, really active and engaged and you know they were relentless back there, but I thought I thought Nebraska maybe showed a little bit more stinginess and and um, maybe some better instincts late in the match. Well, you know what I think they do those really balls alive. And, yeah, what and they do really well defensively is like those one-handed digs that you think are just like when you think they've got it when when you think Creighton found the right spot of the floor and Nebraska's got a position and they're not going to get it clean up. They're not going to get the ball up cleanly. Like they just find a way to get one arm, just one of those wings on yeah. a ball, and it goes up and. It, you know they can kind of save it from there. It's really impressive to watch that team play defense, but I do agree with you. I thought both back rows were really sharp. Uh, you know, even when teams found the seam in the block and things like that, when 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 they didn't get good touches, um, I felt like the back rows did a really good job of cleaning that stuff up and keeping points alive and creating those long rallies that um, that are kind of like I don't know volleyball's bread and butter really because when those long rallies are going, it's like. There's ooh over here, and there's ah over there, like yeah. on both sides, and then you're waiting to see who makes the play that, you know, wins the point, and then, you know, there's all the emotion that comes from that. Um, those are kind of volleyball's bread and butter plays when those long rallies happen. And I thought there were several tonight that kind of showcased, uh, you know, the talent level on both sides of the net. So, um, I do agree with you your take there. Uh, and I'm happy too that it delivered. I mean, I know that the yeah. the sets didn't necessarily. They kind of, they call it, kind of all had anticlimactic finishes to each set because sure. whichever team was in control didn't really relinquish that control. And yeah. I mean, Creighton finished strong in set one, and for the most part, set two it had a big enough lead where it didn't matter. And Nebraska, um, same story when when it finished uh, sets three, four, and five. So, but but in between that, or from the start to the end of the sets, I thought. You just saw some really quality volleyball, and, mm. and that's really cool to when you're talking about having the largest crowd for a regular season match in NCAA volleyball history. Because it was a be, part to, of the match, to, yeah. It to for the match to deliver, and mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about it all week with Creighton players and people who follow the sport were like, you know, uh, 
Creighton's elevated its level of play and, and increased its talent level, and it's going to be able to compete with Nebraska. And you're going to see two really good teams battle, mm-hmm. and that's what we got to see. So that was that was a lot of fun. Now on on the flip side for for Creighton, you know, they're kind of past the point of moral victories at this point. They already know they've already arrived there's, there's in their no own minds. Yeah. Um, so that was just like the expected result. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to but battle. That, that was the yeah. ex- like. A, a five set thriller. Okay, that's. I mean, we are. We think we can compete. That's sort of what the players would say. Um, so to, to not come out on top, especially with a two zero lead, is disappointing. And uh, I mean, if you're a Jays fan, you just hope that it doesn't linger because obviously they're gonna. We're recording this right after the match on Thursday. By the time you listen to it, uh, they might already have started their match against Iowa State. They play at six yeah. o'clock on Friday. Less than twenty four hour turnaround for the Jays to have to get I guess ready. a really good team a too. Team, a team yeah. that beat them last year. Um, they got to figure out a way to bounce back. So, I, in, in a way, that's good for Creighton because I think, you know, they'd never beaten Nebraska, and obviously they thought going into this match they had a really good shot to do it, and you could argue that it might be their best shot in a while, mm-hmm. their best chance in a while with, with Jaylee Winters and Taryn Cloth, the experience they have on the outside. Um, it's going to be you – know, that's a, an incredible combination of uh, talent that um, sort of leads the way for the Jays. And, uh, you know, they were certainly on an even plane with Nebraska, at least tonight, mm. um, in, in that match. And you're like, well, when is that going to happen again? So it's disappointing yeah, well, that the Jays weren't able to capitalize on it. But um, for the for their sort of psyche, you know, maybe getting back on the court right away will help them. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. That's a really good team. They have to play in less than 24 hours for this, but... I don't know if a result will necessarily come out of that, but I do agree with your with your notion that you you kind of have to build towards this thing a little bit, and when especially when you use Nebraska as a barometer, um, and it, Creighton as a program in the state of Nebraska, it's impossible not to, and so I guess when you look at um, you know Jaylee Winters and Taryn Cloth, you mentioned them, they played Nebraska as true freshmen um, and got swept. The following year, they played them in Lincoln as sophomores. It went four sets, and Creighton arguably could have could have won, um, could have pushed it to five if they had served better towards the end end of games when they had leads, and you know they kind of lost them with some errant serves and some errant swings. Um, I think that was a little bit more heartbreaking because they felt like they had opportunities to push that thing to the limit and didn't do it. Fast forward two years later, now they're going five. They have a two old lead. Like there's a gradual, like. A gradual improvement against Nebraska here. I I don't think I think it would be crazy to see Creighton come out and all of a sudden like sweep Nebraska off the floor today because like you haven't shown that level yet and this is the reigning national champion, a two-time Final Four MLP leads them like they're loaded with talent uh, like top ten kids just up and down the roster that don't even get to play. That's how talented they are. So like I think it would be shocking if Creighton had come out and set three and and finish the job, that would have been a more shocking result to me than the one that happened of where Nebraska erased the 2-0 deficit. Um, that's just my take on it, but uh, I think we should highlight some individual performances because... I, but the one thing I will say, though, oh, is that, okay. like, while I do agree with you, I mean, you have to expect Nebraska, with the talent they have, to respond, but mm-hmm. Creighton, um, there, there was something missing. Jaylee Winters called, said after the game that she thought maybe... They took their foot off the pedal, the gas pedal, a little bit. In three. Um, that yeah, and yeah. in set three, they were a little bit tentative. Um, that was the moment when they really had to go for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I they, totally they, agree. They, 
obviously they fell behind early. They were down six to one. Yeah. So it's kind of hard when you're suddenly in a hole, but you have to find a way to regroup instantly and try to t- try to shut the door mm-hmm. and not you know not allow a team like Nebraska the opportunity to battle its way back into it. No doubt. So that that's what's disappointing for Creighton, and you hope that they can learn from it because obviously if they want to be where they want to be at the end of the year, they're going to have to play teams as talented as Nebraska yeah. and, and beat them. I'm not trying to counter everything you say here, but I do feel like, again, in set four, I felt like Creighton did get control of things back, and I think the moment of the match, um, I think the match clincher really was uh, Nicklin Hames, uh, Nebraska's freshman setter. Um, I think the Huskers were up five to four or six to five. And so it's before they switch sides, and they're up 6-5, and um, Creighton serves the ball over, and Nebraska miss, like rece- receives it poorly, and it's going towards us for uh, an ace, um, which would have tied the set. And instead, Hames rushes over to the press scorer's table, keeps the ball alive, Nebraska terminates it, it goes up 7-5, adds a kill after, right after that to go up 8-5 as they switch. That thing, that to me was the that, match decider yeah, right there because it, also, it, it went way. from tying the set to and Creighton having mm-hmm. momentum to Nebraska having a two-point lead, then another kill to go to three before they switch. Like so, I feel like that so stole the momentum so back. So it was five-six, and they went ahead five-seven. Mm-hmm. That was with 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 after Hames's hustle play. Yeah, they got a point out and of that, that, which should have been an ace for Creighton to tie the match or tie the, the set. The next, the next rally uh, for Nebraska when they went up eight-five, that was they had a. Creighton had a triple block on uh, set up yeah. on, on uh, Michaela Fecky, and she still found a way to mm-hmm. get the ball through on that. But that was an important moment too, right before the switch. Right. You thought for a second that maybe they got a block on her. They mm-hmm. had three players there, but uh, they weren't able to um, to keep the ball from hitting the floor on their side anyway. Knock it back on the other side. So. Yeah. So that was the five six. Right. Yeah. That was. Five. Five six goes to seven five because he kept it Ballinger for seven five. Atten- they blocked Ballinger for seven. Our five. friend Jacob. Oh, but but I mean, but yeah, yeah because but Nebraska got the point because Hames kept the ball alive. With, with it, would, it would have been an ace for that Creighton. Was, okay, that yeah. was the point. It would have tied the okay. yeah. It would have tied at six five and Hames kept it alive to go seven five in Nebraska. Okay, that's that was what I yeah. Sorry, I, I miss. I didn't yeah I didn't mark down. They didn't get a kill. They got a block. My fault. Thank you, Jacob. Right. Yep. Jacob Padilla, helping out with the facts. Bringing the stat sheet over yeah. to make sure that Matt's well, on his I toes. Exactly. So it, it, was, it was a block that Nebraska yeah. got, not a kill. But it should have been an ace for Creighton. Like yeah. It felt like it was like a second away from being an ace. And yeah. um, Haynes is a true freshman, making an incredible play yeah. to keep that point alive. And, um, you know, Nebraska wins it, wins another one. And then it felt like that was all she wrote after that point. That was an uphill battle for Creighton at that you know, it's just like that's just too many big momentum shifting blows to take against a team that's used to delivering them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's Nebraska was just too comfortable at that point. I thought there was a moment too late in set four where Creighton was starting to make a push, and it was obviously an uphill battle because they were down. What was it? They were down twenty to fourteen. So mm-hmm. it's hard to come back from that. But it pulled within twenty two twenty, and I think uh, Taryn Cloth had a swing that just couldn't. Put down. The, put down, yeah, yeah. And, and seal it. And then Nebraska was, went ahead 23-20, to 20 and that was enough. I mean, enough of a cushion to find a way. But well, I, yeah, they went up 24-20 after that, too, so then Creighton scored two in a row yeah. to make it more interesting, I guess. But, yeah, you're, that's that's an interesting one, too. Right. That was a big moment. And then that what, – what, it was late in set five, I think, where Creighton pulled within 10-9. to nine. Fecky got blocked. 
um, and mm-hmm. you could kind of feel the game maybe teetering a little bit, but then... Two more. Yeah, I think it was three straight points. Was it three straight? Might have been. Fecky, kill, kill, ace, or something like that. I mean, yeah. she was... Uh, she was just incredible. After, yeah. She was incredible after intermission. I mean, that was like... That was MOP version of Michaela Fecky right there. Like <laughs> right. she was, she was in championship mode at that point. She went kill ace ace. Yeah, that's that's deadly. Because <laughs> ace is like you know you don't even have a chance really. Yeah, she so. went after uh, Jalen Winters and then Brady Witt. Mm-hmm. They didn't like. And said, those are two people to go after. Like you're going after a senior who's you know done serve receiver whole career, and then you're going after the Big East libero of the year, one of yeah. the best liberos in the country, and you ace them both. That's like a killer right there. Yeah. You know, that's Jordan-esque. Um, I think we should highlight some individual performances because we have talked about Michaela Fecky, but for Creighton, uh, you know, Taryn Cloth, this was her um, – well, I mean, she has time left, but this up to this point, this was her best that she's ever looked in a Creighton uniform, I thought. Um, you know, 26 kills on 60 swings. She hit 400. She had an ace, five digs, four blocks. Um, some big blocks too. I think you know uh, two or three of them may have been solos. Um, and I'm looking up a stat right now. I haven't finished it, but I'm all the way back to 2007. So right now, Taryn Cloth is one of only two players since going back to 07 that has hit has had 25 or more kills and hit 400 or better against Nebraska. So I'm not finished with it yet, but um, that's over a decade already going back and she's one of only two players to do it. That's, I feel like you're getting, to the, you're getting to the point where you're not going to see another, if you're at, if you're at 2007, I don't know if there's going to be another. Well, uh, their, their page goes back to 83, so. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, what Creighton player would, would, All, would no, not be, Creighton players. Oh, any, you're just saying any, any player. player. Oh, wow. Any player. Yeah. So, from Molly any Toon, opponent. Molly Toon from Michigan is the only other one to do it so far. Going back over a decade. Wow, that's yeah. actually really impressive. Mm-hmm. So are you stunned? Right? No, I'm not. I didn't mean to stun. No, I, I literally am stunned. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah, thought you were just talking about Creighton players in the mm-hmm. series against Nebraska. All, all players. Everybody that Nebraska's faced going back to 07 so far. That was impressive. Too. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, she was incredible. She stole yeah. the, She took over the first set, like you alluded to earlier. Um, you know, eight kills on ten swings with no errors. She didn't make her first error until her 39th swing. Yeah, it was like set four, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, um, yeah, that was as good as I've ever seen her. Yeah, she she swung it. She had 60 attacks. I mean, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, maybe they should have fed her more, but that's a lot. There was definitely a point where they got away from her in three and four. Yeah. It, it, it feels like 60 is a lot, but you're right. They did go away from her a little bit. I think part of that is from... You know, Nebraska keeping him out of the system, and, you know, Taryn's obviously a six-rotation player this year, so she's moving around the court a lot. You yeah. know, it's not as – Madeline just doesn't always have to find – you know, it's not as simple as just finding, the, uh, you know, the left side of the court, you know, with her. Um, she is in different spots. So I think Nebraska serving uh, did a good job of making it difficult for Madeline and Cole to find Taryn in spots where she'd be efficient. So I do – yeah, that is a good point. They did go away from her um, in those – Sets three and four, but uh, I mean, she was just so the it, the thing that was most impressive about it is, I guess, is that the the full arsenal was on display. Um, you know, she had great change of pace uh, based on her reads in air of like how Nebraska was set up to block her. Like, you know, she had the hard swings. She would tool the block. She would find the seam. She would go cross court. She would go deep. But she also had the tip. You know, the tip shots working. The roll shots working. Like, she just 
from the minute she got going in that first set, she was just constantly keeping Nebraska guessing as to what type of shots she was, she was going to be hitting. And I think that, I mean, I don't think Nebraska blocked her poorly as far in terms of the setup. I just think it was hard to, you know, it was hard it, for her. She was just always ready to read the block, and she anticipated it really well, and she was just always a step ahead on what shot she was going to use. And I think that's what made her so effective early, was because the change of pace was like something Nebraska had a tough time dealing with. Um, she really, she really had her way with Nebraska's block. I thought. Yeah, but they they adjusted. I mean, I think. Um, Maybe you know, Coach Booth mentioned something about fatigue too. You know, the adrenaline. That, that, and, and, Booth, well, Cook Coach, mentioned the Coach adrenaline. Cook mentioned yeah, the adrenaline, adrenaline and thought yeah. maybe there was a little bit more power and a little bit more oomph, and the, they're getting higher up off the floor on their jumps. Creighton's players were, especially Taryn, to start the game because mm-hmm. they were fired up to play, and they started building some confidence. And that wore off a little bit. At least that's what. Yeah, well, I mean, both, both coaches both coaches saw it. Use yeah. different words to describe it, but both coaches saw it. So yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I don't think the players would want to admit that that happened, but no. it, according to the coaches, it did. So um, that played into it. But I think, yeah, I think Nebraska, Nebraska is Nebraska because uh, it's really talented, obviously. But got the best, okay, one of the best coaching stats in the country. No, easily. So. In a coaching staff that can reload too, because they turn assistants into head coaches all the time. Like their coaching tree is really impressive, and then it just like right. starts with Cook. And it's, it's hard to beat this team with talent because when is it, when are you going to line up a team that's as talented as Nebraska? And then how do you out, you don't out coach them? Mm-hmm. Maybe every now and then, but like they because last year they won the national championship with a team that wasn't as talented as the field they were ripping through. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. There's there's something else there. There's like a scheme. There's right. a system. There's a belief. Um, there's a grit there that just like they just know what needs to be done when it needs to be done type of deal. Like it's not as simple as just having the the, the Jimmys and the Joes with beating this team. Like you can have. I this is our. I don't think this is even close. This is Creighton's most talented team they've ever had. I don't even think it's close. I will um, say though that I do think and now with Nebraska it's going to be the same way because they're going to add a player as soon as. Uh, What's that girl's Lexi's name? Son, yeah. yeah, as soon as she gets healthy. So Nebraska just the number one recruit in the country. Right, no big deal. Yeah, and yeah. and their freshman setter and, and a couple of their other freshmen and sophomores that didn't really play. Capri Davis better. was 18 kills tonight. Yeah. That's, so yeah. they're going to get better, obviously. But so will Creighton. And I think, um, now while I agree with you, I think Creighton's more talented right now. But I would I would say. Uh, not than Nebraska. I didn't mean to say it like that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying that Creighton. I mean, this Sorry. is most Creighton's most talented team. Right, I agree okay. with you there. While I, while I agree that Creighton, this is most Creighton's most talented team, I think last year's team at this point was, was better. Ha- okay. Was better. Yeah. Just because they just they had a setter who they were who knew, connected yeah. to. They they brought everyone back. I think the only player they added into their rotation was Naomi Hickman. Mm-hmm. They really didn't have to tweak the lineup at all. Um, they weren't running. I mean, it's at, at, at middle of the. Uh, preseason probably I think it might have been the week of their first match Creighton was still running eight different lineups and rotations in practice they were moving mm-hmm. pieces all around and still trying to figure out what was best for this team they weren't doing that last year they came out of the gates firing on all cylinders yeah, they knew year. who they were when the season so, started type of deal. but yeah. but um, that team I don't think was as, is as talented as this team I think we agree on that mm-hmm. so this team has a lot of growth potential yes. and uh and so I guess that's a positive piece to it. But I, I guess my larger point is that had Creighton and Nebraska played last year, um, 
you know, at this point in the year, yeah, it could have it 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 could have been. Uh, it certainly would have been as close as tonight, and it might have been Creighton's chance to end the streak. But they didn't play. That's a fair point. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't play. That's gonna be one of those things that kind of like just. Because I, mean, I just think about I just think about the that Washington match at the start of the season. How it just where, looked like Creighton was. Where it was like yeah. Creighton looked like they were in midseason form in yep. match one, mm-hmm. and nobody, very few teams anyway across the country, particularly Nebraska. And they sweep uh, Kentucky, then they go to KU yeah. and sweep them in Lawrence, like. Right. They yes. were rolling in it until mm-hmm. uh, Lydia Dimke got hurt. Uh, so. Which happened against the two teams they'll be facing this right. week, ironically this right. coincidentally this weekend. But again, yeah, that, yeah, it's it's a fun discussion to have. It's meaningless, but it's a fun discussion to have. But I I think I do think Creighton is really talented, and they're just going to get better as these uh, they sort of mold together as a group mm-hmm. and uh, develop a little bit more. I mean, they're they they get along really well, and and they all are really competitive and want to win. So I think mentally, they are they're on the right track, but they just need more reps together. And mm-hmm. so I think we'll see, we'll see what they can become. I, I agree. I, but to your point, I do think Nebraska is going to get better. Like you said, adding Lexi's son is going to make a difference. Um, and they're, you know, they're pretty young. They lost, I think, uh, you know, they lost their setter last year, Kelly Hunter from, I think she was co-MOP with Michaela Fecky in that, in that final national championship run. So like they're, they're working some pieces in that are inexperienced too. I mean, so I agree that they're going to get better, and Creighton's obviously going to get yeah. better. Like I, someone asked me before this match, they, uh, um, one of uh, Creighton's administrators came up and asked, like, just for the official prediction of the thing. And I said Nebraska in five, and I and I explained it this way. I think, I said I I think this is going to go the way the 2016 um, series, if you will, with Kansas went. Um, Creighton had a two-one lead in Omaha. Like you know, right around this time of the season, and uh, actually, when was that match played? Let's see. They played Kansas on September eighth, September eighth, twenty sixteen. So right around the same time as September sixth, right now, um, and they lost in five sets in at home with a two one lead um, against a Kansas team that was in I think ranked fourth at the time. They go down to Lawrence in the NCAA tournament that year and beat KU in five on their floor to go to the Sweet 16 for the second year in a row. So that's the way I, I said it. I said, I think Nebraska wins in five tonight, but I don't think this is the only time they meet. And I think Creighton gets uses what they did well tonight to get over the hump in the rematch that happens later. Like, So that's the parallels I drew. And um, obviously Creighton had a chance to do it tonight, but they didn't. So I think there's going to be a lesson learned from this and I think to piggyback off of your trajectory for this team going forward they will get better and I think I don't think this is a lot I guess my prediction is I don't think this is the last time they face each other this season and you know I think in the rematch I wouldn't be surprised if you know if either team wins I guess I feel like it's it's there for both to I feel like both either team can beat each other I guess at this point I don't think it's you know, Nebraska can wear the crown for sure. They deserve it. Um, but I don't think it's like a foregone conclusion that every time they meet, these these two rosters meet, Nebraska wins every time. I think a lot of things can play into that. I wish they could play multiple times during the season. Yeah, I know, That'd be man. Fun. Like, you have a home-and-home. Home, like, <laughs> as many yeah. volleyball matches as you play in a year. I mean, yeah. Creighton, you know, Nebraska played two against UCLA last year did not play Creighton. 
Yeah. I mean, like, so they've already done that before. Right. Well, you want to talk about that? Yeah, but I mean, they, the Huskers also have a ridiculously loaded Big Ten schedule. They do. So they probably don't need. Which that. is why they have a cupcake soft non-conference, with the exception of their first weekend and creating the night. So. And Iowa State on Sunday. That's it, though. Have you yeah. looked at that schedule? They don't leave the state until September twenty eighth. <laughs> They don't I mean, have to. They don't. They don't have to. But I mean, the, they don't still. The I guess the luxury, if you want to phrase it like that, is of being in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people are. Uh, they want to sort of. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, it's an important match for Creighton. It could have been a, um, a nice feather in the cap. I think for the program to beat no finally question. beat Nebraska. Right. But I mean, that's there's. The, I I think there's just so much more out there for this team. Yeah. Um. Well, it's crazy because they've, 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 they've ascended to, I guess, um, uh, and I mean, do you want to say they're elite? It, it depends on where you draw the line. I think they are. I think they can beat, you know, a lot of the teams in the country that you would consider to be elite, including the one they face tonight. And I, and I think it's to the point where they've, they've ascended to that point without having to cross, without having to get that Nebraska monkey off their back. So, like, I don't think it's necess- their success is necessarily tied to the fact that they have to beat this team. You know what I mean? I think it is. I think their destinies are tied together. I just think that's the way they'll play out. I think it's going to be one of those stories that just, like, Creighton gets over the hump in a way that changes their program going forward, and that's just the way it will be. But I don't think these two are necessarily on a path to facing each other to determine who is an elite team. You know what I mean? I think, Nebraska, whether, whether. I think Nebraska, like you said, can go through a Big Ten slate. They have bigger fish to fry in, in terms yeah. of what they go through. You know what I mean? Because that Big Ten slate is killer. I mean, there's tens with tournament teams there easily, and I think and I think you could argue that Creighton in a couple of weeks is going to face maybe one of the best teams in that league in, in Illinois, who I think is a dark horse to win the title this year. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily tied together. I think Creighton can keep ascending to elite status without having to necessarily get the monkey off the back this year if that ends up not being the case if they don't face right. each other anymore. You know? Yes, yeah. I would agree with that. In the short term, in the yes, long term, short term, in the yes. long term, yeah. Um, if they want to keep rising at some point, they're going to have to beat Nebraska and teams like Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, they've beaten some really good teams, obviously, on their over the last few seasons, but they're going to have to do it more consistently. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the big picture. But um, in terms of sort of tunnel vision for just 2018, it's all right. Yeah. Now you can learn from this lesson, like Coach Booth said after the game, losing to a team like Nebraska doesn't hurt your resume mm-hmm. it, it's it's only it's a win-win scenario you're going to learn a lesson and maybe if you can find out a way find a way to get a victory it's a big boost on your resume so mm-hmm. they didn't get it and they had a chance they didn't they didn't get it done but uh there's still so many opportunities for this team to reach its goals at the end of the year so yeah. we'll see if it can so what I guess the we'll wrap this up real quick on just your thoughts on the rest of the weekend maybe what does does Creighton need to bounce back and um, you know beat Iowa State? I think they need to beat Wichita State, but I mean, like I won't, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of a hangover tomorrow and you know Iowa State didn't play tonight, so I mean they're gonna have a little bit more rest, a little bit more level, less less wear and tear. Um, you know that's another daunting task for Creighton to kind of bounce back that quickly from an emotional match like this and and perform like that. Um, so it is a tough weekend still. You know what I mean? That's no, the, no. that's kind of what Houston with both like. She warns about this stuff, like, when we ask her, like, Nebraska, 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 and um, she's like, yeah, but, I mean, win or lose against Nebraska, we have, you know, if they beat Nebraska tonight, they still might lose, I would say, tomorrow. Like, that's the kind of 
the challenge of being a volleyball team with the way they play tournaments and stuff like that in the early season. So what are some things you're looking forward um, these next two days, I guess, in terms of how Creighton bounces back from what is clearly a gut punch? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just think from a mentality standpoint, I'm curious to see how they respond to adversity in moments against Iowa State because, like you said, Iowa State is a legit team that's going to challenge Creighton, and at some point um, Iowa State's going to grab the momentum and reel off three or four points in a row or go on an eight to two run or something, and how does Creighton respond to that? Um, are they even, are they able to even maybe even avoid stretches like that mm-hmm. by playing consistently enough? Um, I, I think the question of how much – fuel is left in the tank for players like Taryn Clope and Jalen Winters that played a good majority of the match. 119 swings tonight. Yeah, yeah between the two. Um, those shoulders are probably going to be a little sore, right? Those yes. arms are a little sore, so um, how are they able to bounce back? Yeah, I think there's a question physically and there's a question mentally and mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy, but I think it is important for Creighton to win these next two matches uh, to beat Iowa State. Um, and, and to beat Wichita State. So won't be won't be easy, but um, that's <coughs> laid out the schedule for a reason. I mean, yeah, I mean that's not what o- you're facing in December. Like, right. You're going to play every day. Exactly. So, not yeah. only do you want to uh, play these, like, talented teams, you also got to beat them. And Creighton needs to – Creighton wants to host at the end of the year. And to do that, they're going to have to mm-hmm. start padding their resume a little bit. Um, they, they'll get – some head nods and a little bit of credit for competing with Nebraska and competing with USC and they won't be dinged too much for losing to Northern Iowa on the same day that they already beat Kentucky. Especially because they play them again. And they'll so play them again yeah, to sort of rectify it. Right. But uh, yeah, you, you you also want to start piling up the wins. Mm-hmm. Four and three right now, right? You want you don't want to be yeah. well, I mean, hovering around 500. Every time they've, I mean, last year was the first time they didn't have a 500 non-conference through all these like gauntlets they right. kind of set up. And, and, and they hosted. The you hosted. Only, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're if you exactly want to host, right. if you want to host, you got to keep winning these games. Yeah, you're exactly right. So I think that's uh, that's pretty good from us tonight. I think that's about all we can dissect from this one. Uh, fantastic match. Um, lived up to everything that I that the hype was building it up to be. Um, two elite teams playing elite-level volleyball in front of, um, you know, a state that embraces the sport. And I think, like, I'm not going to – I. it is a volleyball state. It also is a football state. Like, it's not, you know, we're not selling out 90,000-seater like football will. But I don't know. I think I, there's, like, I I think like, there's like definite passion for this sport. It's in a the football state. state, but it's also – it's a state that just appreciates good quality competition for yeah. sports. Like, what, I don't know. I mean, college it, it series. Sounds, it sounds sort of derogatory to say – uh, what else are we gonna do? But I think there is a there is a, a you can there's a lot of stuff you can do. I mean, there's yeah. an appreciation that I think a lot of people in this community and across the state have for um, high level athletes competing and putting to get, putting a quality product together. I mean, it's not just especially when they're from federal. their own state or yeah. like neighboring. Like but it's, it's, you know, Jaylee's from Iowa, Michaela Fecky's from Iowa, Ballinger from right. Iowa. I mean, like you've got kids from Nebraska here. It's, um, but it's not just, it's, I guess it's it's not just football, it's not just volleyball. If, if yeah. uh, Creighton and Nebraska are top 10 nationally in attendance for basketball, um, College World Series, the attendance is great. I mean, the community supports a good product, and that mm-hmm. was what we saw tonight that you got two teams that are, um, you know, top 25 or top 15 teams, and, and they showed it. So Absolutely. the crowd was rewarded for its uh, its willingness to support, and it's it's a cool, fun um, sort of point of pride, I feel like, for a lot of people locally that they mm-hmm. come out and support uh, good, good volleyball. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, so that's that's going to be it from us. In the meantime, uh, check out John's work at Omaha.com and, you know, buy a newspaper, subscribe to the, is it, what's your subscription fees going on right now? What do you have? You still have that $5 for three months thing going yep. on, or was that? Yep. Okay. That's still happening. So $5 for three months, and you can read all of John's work without um, any interruptions. A survey every now and then, but you can just skip it. It's okay. I've done it a few times. Yeah. It's um, really easy. Yeah. Uh... But he's a married man now, and he lives in a house now, so, like, there's a mortgage and everything, so you got to support this guy so he can keep bringing you great coverage because there's no one who does it better. Um, so check out his work, and then whiteandbluereview.com is where you go for our stuff. And then shout-out to Jacob Badilla, hillvarsity.com over there. Um, if you want the Nebraska perspective, he's got that for you. And he has a great feature on Jayla Zimmerman and uh, Haley... Densberger? Is that how you say it? Okay. Uh, high school teammates that are on opposing sides tonight. Um, check that out if you already haven't done it. So until then, we will talk to you whenever we talk to you. Have a good night.